Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. And what a beautiful day and a couple of days we've had here. Just awesome, awesome weather. You know, many they call it the you know the summer of spring or fall, I should say. And it's really uh, it's really cool to see that weather uh, around us. It's uh, nice. It's warm. It's not too cold, not too hot. Uh, we had a beautiful weekend here, and it's. I, I love this time of year. You see all the changing color of the leaves. It's just a nice time, and uh, we gotta enjoy it because pretty soon, you know, especially in my area here. I don't know where you live around the world, but you know, the snow comes, and then a lot of it comes at one time, and then a little bit. Then it just stays cold, and it's. We tend to hibernate in our houses at that time, listening to vinyl records, don't we? Uh, it's it's nice to be listening to vinyl record when it's really cold outside. You're warm inside under those blankets, and you put on a Pink Floyd record, "Dark Side of the Moon." Keep the lights low, and you listen to side one. Then you have to get up, right? And you have to flip it over to side two. <laughs> That's the the only disadvantage of vinyl records when you got to flip over to side two. Um, just I was listening to uh, Dark Side of the Moon the other day, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, and you wonder, you know, what was in their brains to come up with that record because it's such a a masterpiece to listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. Even though you got to get up and flip over to side two, but it's just an amazing record. And you know, it's, it's it'll re, it'll remain as like one of the masterpieces of all time. It'll you'll, they'll never duplicate. Nobody will ever duplicate. You know, uh, Dark Side of the Moon or Abbey Road, any of those records or uh, Night at the Opera. It just won't happen. You know, it'll uh, it'll remain in time forever. And as I said in the other podcast, uh, this is episode fifty nine, by the way, guys, fifty nine episodes. Um, but as I said in the other uh, episode, is that uh, you know these these um, these records you can listen to over and over again, and they never get dull, right? Uh, and you know, I was just listening to when I when I heard the beginning of the record is what made them think of of synchronizing all these songs together the way they are. And when you listen to time, you know, with the clocks at the beginning and the alarms going off. And then fading right in or slowly going into the song. It just it it makes it you I remember when it came out, you know, I was maybe eleven years old at the time, right? And I when I heard the song on the radio, when I heard money on the radio, I said, Man, this is different. You know, I never heard anything like it. And when you hear the album, it just blows you away, right? So um, you know, I've sold quite a few copies of Dark Side of the Moon. A lot of the original copies, and then you know the revised editions uh, came out afterwards. Uh, not once, but more than once, you are getting a um, every couple of years. You're getting new revised versions of them coming out, and they sell and they sell, and they continue to sell, and they will always sell because uh, everybody loves Dark Side of the Moon and the Wall too, for that matter. But Dark Side of the Moon is special in my heart. Um, I'm sure it is with you as well too. 
So, um, guys, this is the Power Records podcast. And here we talk about vinyl records. If you are in the business of selling vinyl records, this podcast is for you. This tells you, basically gives you tips. This podcast gives you tips on how to sell vinyl records and starting a vinyl record business. Because as you know, and I'll give you more facts about, and more data about vinyl records again today, um, it's a big business, right? And why aren't you in the business of selling vinyl records? Even though you may have a vinyl record collection at home that you want to keep, no problem. But there's no reason why you can't buy and sell vinyl records because it's a great business to be in. We are on Facebook at, at Power Records 1, and where you'll see a lot of our, um, our um, vinyl records there for sale. Uh, we advertise them there. And our podcasts, you'll see our podcasts there, uh, where we talk about vinyl records and vinyl records selling on these podcasts. So our, our podcasts are on the Facebook page. And a lot of news items about uh, vinyl records and bands related to vinyl records as well, too. So have a look there. We do sell on a site called Music Stack, and where we have about 45,000 vinyl records for sale. So when you get a chance, look us up on Music Stack. You go to Sellers, cl- click in Sellers on the top of the page, and t- type in Power Records, and you'll see this, see us there. And we sell on a site called Discogs, and Discogs is an awesome vinyl record site. And if you're looking for us there, what you do is you type in the Nirvana album, LP, and on the left-hand side, when you come up to Canada versions of the record, click Canada, and you'll see us on the top of the page, Power Records, and you click in Power Records, and you'll see our beautiful store there on Discogs as well, too. And we also have a book for sale uh, called The New Antique, and it's available on Amazon Kindle. And it's about, you know, if you want to start a vinyl record store or a business, this is the book for you. It doesn't cost very much money. And it's worth it if you are starting a business, a vinyl record business, or you are uh, starting, you know, just starting out, or and, and you've been at it for some time, and you want some tips on, on how to improve the business, this is the book for you. So it's available on Amazon Kindle, and you go to Amazon Kindle, type in the new antique, and you'll see us there, the book there called the new antique. It's a great little book for you to have. Uh, so, guys, I hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, yesterday, I um, I was piddling around at home, just you know, completing renovations. Of course, renovations are always nice, aren't they? They just when you own a house, it just doesn't end. Renovations should be like full-time renovations. You're always, they're always a door to fix, or a room to paint, or a room to fix up. It just doesn't stop. You know, especially if you own a house. Um, Condo is the same thing, right? You're always decorating or doing something different. And I guess that's what makes life exciting. Uh, just like playing vinyl records. But I was piddling around the house and I put on on Amazon Prime Video a, a um, documentary on the Ramones. Because I'm always interested in hearing about the Ramones and, you know, how they got started and, you know, what what made them start that that type of music and they were formed in the 1970s right and I remember seeing them uh, twice I saw them live twice here in Toronto 
I saw them once at the New Yorker Theater on Young Street. And it was, uh, the venue there was an old movie theater, which it converted into, into punk rock concerts and regular concerts. Talking Heads played there. Uh, for the show I was seeing, the Dead Boys were backing up them, uh, the Ramones, that is, uh, at the New Yorker Theater. And remember, uh, we were just walking by, and my cousin and I looked at the sign and said, hmm, uh, the Ramones. We heard of them, didn't actually hear their music yet. And the Dead Boys were backing up, as I said. And it was seven bucks to get into the theater. So we said, well, we'll go in and see them. And I remember we were sitting about maybe mid-section of the concert venue, maybe about 20 rows back. And, um, of course, the show was going to start at 8 o'clock. And do you think the show started at 8 o'clock? No, we waited and waited and waited. And maybe an hour to two hours later... The tight lights were dimmed and the Dead Boys came out. And they really impressed me seeing the Dead Boys. In fact, I thought the Dead Boys did a better show than the Ramones at that time. Um, I, I, th- I thought the Ramones was just a wall of noise, unfortunately. It was just, you know, it was rock and roll, but it was just like endless, didn't stop, no pausing in between songs. It was just like a wall of noise. Um, and they played Blitzkrieg, Bop, and Want to Be Sedated, all those songs, right? Uh, but um, I, I thought the show was a little bit dull from their respect. And I thought the Dead Boys were fantastic. And, of course, I never... I, I, every time the Dead Boys came to time, I, I, I always saw them. Probably about five to six times afterwards before uh, Steve Bader's became a solo artist before he split up from the Dead Boys, but I saw the Dead Boys quite a bit and followed them around to different venues here in Toronto. Um, but I did see the the Ramones afterwards as well, too. Uh, when the um, uh, high school <laughs> song came out, they came a little bit commercial. Um, Rock and Roll High School, when that came out, they became a little bit more commercial. They toured again, and I saw them at a bingo hall here. <laughs> in Toronto, and I thought they were really good. They were tight, not much, you know, um, to them, a little bit more, you know, simple, you know, and with an American flag in the background. Uh, and But I thought they were tighter, and it, it was a little bit more easier to listen to than seeing the first show with the Dead Boys. Um, but, um, you know, what they did for music was great. I think they simplified, they made it simpler, simple, simple, uh, that's what that's what their goal was is to simplify the rock uh, the music that was out was more uh, heavier and and more complicated you know it, it was a different era of music at that time and they kind of interrupted and made it more simpler and more rock and roll going back to the rock and roll roots and then you saw bands like romantics come out after them you know the, the new romantics movement came out and it was more rock and roll more easy rock more simple rock it was born again right and for a span of five to six years the music got simple again you know and uh, the heavy rock was kind of pushed away um, and the 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 concept albums became more simple albums like Elvis in the 50s you heard that all over again so I think the Ramones did that for music and and um, their Vinyl still sells well. The Ramones vinyl still sells well. The first album sells well. 
and uh, the end of the century uh, album sells for about 25 bucks so that's what you got to sell it for in case you do have a copy of that or you want to load it or if you want to sell it that's about the the the, the going price right now uh, so uh, their albums do do still sell pretty good especially there's not a lot of copies of the original ones around uh, but if you do have it there that's what they that's what they sell for so it's, it's quite interesting to see the Ramones on a, a documentary like that and uh, understand where where they're coming from what they wanted to do their their whole goal of simplifying really worked uh, didn't have a huge following at the beginning but it, when they came around the 80s and um, uh, they came a little bit more commercialized they became pretty big and they were selling out big uh, venues like and what I mean by big venues for them four to five thousand was big you didn't want to get uh, big auditorium sized venues they did a lot of outdoor concerts as well too where they brought in big crowds but for some reason in in uh, Brazil uh, Germany they were huge 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 big 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 um, and they had big followings there in Europe before they split up and believe it or not a, a lot of the members of the band now are now dead the singer uh, Joey Ramone uh, DD they all passed on that's really unfortunate uh, not too many of them are left from the original band so there it is the Ramones so uh, in the news other news about vinyl um, and you may have heard me say this in the other uh, one of the other 58 episodes is that the vinyl is trending to surpass CD sales for the first time in 30 years quite the thing isn't it um, you know so what are you waiting for to start your business why are you waiting to uh, you know it, vinyl is an easy business to start it's cheap to list vinyl on eBay it's easy to list so why not list uh, and sell physical LPs on a lot of sites you can sell on Amazon you can sell on eBay you can sell on discards you can sell on music stack you can sell multiple versions of, of, uh, of vinyl. They come out with multiple versions. So what are you waiting for? So vinyl sales are up 13% more than last year. Again, what are you waiting for? CDs are only less than 1%. So that's the area, folks. Uh, I tell everybody all the time, you know, a lot of people have vinyl collections. Some people don't want those collections anymore. And it's a good time to sell vinyl. In, 19, in 2018, sales rose up uh, uh, and, to, and this is the year before rose up 34% and and um, um, CD, CD sales dropped uh, 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 below a billion dollars in sales for the first time since 1986 records are much cooler guys you know they have more than just the music on them right it's not just the tunes right it's also you know the artwork you know the artwork is also cool right the band usually fits into the artwork you know what I'm saying here is if you got like bands like Queen and Kiss and Aerosmith they have their logo and it means something right so it's not just the music it's the it's the artwork that comes out on the LP that people buy the music for the LP for so it's not just a little CD that sits in a little plastic case the artwork is much, much bigger and better on vinyl, much more better to buy than uh, having online music or CD music. And that's why records are really taking off again. It's, it's, it's not just the record, 
it's the artwork, it's the vinyl, it's the sleeve, it's the lyric page, all inside included. And um, you know, most records now sell for an average of 30 to 35 dollars. So you can make a pretty good profit selling records higher than you would do selling CDs. The sound quality is also awesome on, on vinyl. You know, a lot of young people now are finding this out. They're getting on the bandwagon and, and listening to vinyl because they think that vinyl records sound better than CDs and online music, right? They, and a lot of the customers that I've been noticing coming back to my stores are repeat customers, the younger crowd customers, which is great to see as well too. So listen to this podcast for more information about selling vinyl records. Subscribe to this podcast about selling vinyl records and you know I'll try to get you going on this new craze so you can start your own business and making some extra money and loving it because you love music, I'm sure, which is why you're listening to this podcast now. So guys, that's my episode 59. I just can't believe I've done 59 episodes already and my goal is to do like a thousand of these episodes because so much to talk about vinyl records and, and music and I do hope you subscribe and give it another listen. Guys, that's my show for today. Keep collecting those vinyl records and over and out. Talk to you soon. Bye now.